Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. This week, I have Chris Barling from Inhuman Nature and Mercenary Press. And we are going to be talking about some more Inhuman Nature and what's going on with them and what is happening with Mercenary Press, his publishing label. So, but before we get into that, let's talk for a minute here. I got a few things that I want to talk about before we check in with the heavy metal wasteland, and I want to talk address that here as well, too. Uh, first is this. It seems that there are a lot of these legacy bands out there today that are selling their archives to publishing companies after the fact. And, of course, it's for exorbitant money. For example, Bob Dylan sold his entire catalog to Sony, so on and so forth. But the one that got me was just yesterday it was announced that Frank Zappa's trust have sold his recording catalog and film archive to Universal Music Group. And, of course, the trust is Moon, Ahmet, Dweezil, and Diva Zappa. So, you know, that whole thing a few years ago where Dweezil 
was told that he couldn't play any of the Frank songs live, uh, like the Zappa does Zappa thing, because he didn't have the rights to the music or some shit like that. But uh, And that was his mother that had done that gale that sued him over it. But it's interesting that, you know, there's so many releases that Frank has done. Just as, like, whatever he had done, studio and live, in the time that he was alive. But since his death, there have been over 60 reissues of things. Of the Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. It's just really interesting to me. What do you guys think about that? Where bands... Like I said, these legacy bands, and I'm sure we're going to get the Rolling Stones doing it before too long. We're going to get so many of these other bands doing it before so long as well that you've got all of these publishing companies that are just buying up these catalogs. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Second is this. I want to talk about this because this kind of gets me. There is a thing out in music today where, okay, we know the, the halftime show at the Super Bowl is lip-sync, right? It's like, we know that it is. And it has been for years. When The Who did it, the Red Hot Chili Peppers done it, you know, it was all pantomime. Aerosmith's done it, it's pantomime. And, of course, the pop stars, of course, we know are. So, it's been brought to my attention by a friend of mine who is pretty much a KISS historian that Paul Stanley is just out there singing the tracks. You know, he's just pantomiming the tracks. He's still playing guitar, but his voice is absolutely shot. Okay, so there's that part of it. And it's like, okay, do do we get that? I mean, does that does that really take it out for everybody? But then on the other side of this, there's Vince Neil, who if you have not seen any video of him it's insane you know what I'm actually going to play a clip of Vince Neil singing in 2022 okay Absolutely, what the hell was that? I really, I mean, here's my question for you guys this week is, would you go see Kiss knowing full well that he is singing the tracks and, and you know, basically shit talk, you know, Paul Stanley for doing that, or would you rather go see Vince Neil, who you know is not able to hit it? And would you just, or I mean, if you had to choose, what would you choose? Would you go to see a band play to play to tracks here and there, you know, or would you go see somebody who you know can't hit it? For example, like Rob Zombie. I mean, he when he does Thunder Kiss '65, he can't do it. You know, he gets out of breath. He's like an every other line guy. And Vince Neil has just gotten worse and worse and worse over the last 15 years. I don't know if it's because of health and just getting old or what. It's almost like what Axel did in the, uh, you know, in the early 2000s before he was before he came back, you know, with Chinese democracy and all that. So, but anyways, 
uh, I've had some really, like, it's been a really rough week for me mentally and everything with all the state of the world shit, and the, especially the state of the United States at this point. Uh, so I'm not going to get too political on this or anything. I'm not even going to bring that up. But I, I, it's just been weighing on me heavily. And it sucks. It really does suck. But, you know, I'm going to keep it a little bit lighthearted this week. Jason went to the heavy metal wasteland. And he came back with Galactic Empire. Diwanawanga, or hello there. I am in the wastelands of Tatooine at Toshi Station. And I'm here to tell you today about the parody band slash tribute band Galactic Empire who do instrumental Star Wars covers, mainly the John Williams stuff from the original trilogy and prequel trilogy. A lot of these bands, the tribute bands or parody bands, are a bunch of bantha fodder to me. But this one stands out because the musicianship on this is really true to the John Williams uh, score. Um, they have three guitar players, obviously, to fill in all those layers that the John Williams uh, orchestra pieces uh, usually have. I'm not sure who any of the musicians are, but they dress up as Vader on the guitar, a TIE fighter pilot on the guitar, and the amp- one of the Emperor's Crimson Guard on the guitar. Uh, bass is a Stormtrooper, who actually hits all the notes. And on drums is Boba Fett. And before I go any further, talking about the musicianship, I have a feeling that this band is probably comprised of a lot of metalcore and or deathcore musicians. Because the double bass on the drums sometimes is overkill to the point it's like, why? You know, it's just like really fast double bass where it really could have just had a very simple beat but uh small gripe uh i'm a drummer i notice these things it's not really my style but uh it doesn't really take away from the fact that these uh covers or compositions are amazing on their own and uh hearing the stuff that i've had ingrained in my brain since i was you know four or five years old watching return of the jedi for the first time it brings back some nostalgia to me, and since I'm a fan of metal, as all of you probably are listening to this, it does justice, and it's really cool to hear a take, uh, you know, with some more aggressive uh, play styles. They have a few videos on YouTube that are really fun. I highly recommend the main Force theme video, especially around the minute 40 mark. Uh, it just uh, tapped into my um, nerddom of a. Uh, music and Star Wars so perfect being in a band that you can't help but just uh, laugh at it when it happens it's it's so spot on it's so so funny um, but I can't spoil it for you here just go watch it for yourself you'll see what I'm talking about and I'm sure you'll enjoy it also they have two full albums out um, debut album from 2017 and the next one is called episode 2 which it's no surprise. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, also, they have recently done a cover of the Book of Boba Fett theme, which I think is really cool, really good. And if you're really into John Williams, they also have a cover of the Jurassic Park score for some odd reason or another. 
Me personally, I really like the Book of Boba Fett cover. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, I also really like uh, the Across the Stars theme from Episode 2. It's like the music that um, is over the terrible Anakin and Padme uh, facing death together on Geonosis part. You know, the really stilted acting with the really uh, awesome music over it. It's pretty heavy, and uh, I like I I appreciate how it kept the feel and totally changed it at the same time. Uh, also, a pretty metal cover of the Cantina Band theme by Max Rebo and his boys are um, one of the uh, better cuts of their uh, covers. So. That brings me to a second uh, Star Wars topic, is that me and Mark have started a YouTube podcast called The Mudhorn, uh, youtube.com slash The Mudhorn. Uh, it's a free-flowing conversation with different guests talking about the latest Star Wars projects, whether it be movies or TV shows. Here lately, just TV shows, but you know, when there's a movie out, we will cover it too. And... Uh, it's an open invite for anybody who would like to be on future episodes to just uh, let us know, you know. Or if you want to host the episode yourself, that's fine too. Uh, we can give you uh, the information you need to uh, get it done. And uh, we invite everyone. No one's excluded. We only ask that you stick to the topic and uh, not get too political if it's not directly a topic of the conversation. If you're listening to this, you're probably a good person and know the usual, you know, no racism, no sexism, no homophobia, all that good stuff. Be nice, be kind, be respectful. Disagreement's good. Discourse, uh, public discourse is fine. Uh, we just can't uh, get all personal and hateful. So my final uh, thought is if you're into Star Wars and like the music, there is a stoner doom band from the Netherlands called Banta Rider. All their songs are based on creatures and events and places on Tatooine only. So if you want to get super nerdy and into the uh, nitty gritty of uh, specialized Star Wars music, this is a good place to start. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's about as heavy as you would expect the Bantha to be. So uh, yeah, so that's it for now here from Toshi Station. Got some power converters. Uh, I'm going to sign off by telling you to stay safe, stay hydrated, and stay heavy, friends. We will talk to you next time. Fucking right, Jason. Thank you so much for doing that. Dude, I love lighthearted stuff like that. It's totally cool. It's... You know, it, it puts a smile on my face when when people do that. You know, I, I do kind of like parody bands and comedy bands and mashup bands and stuff like that. So it, it's pretty cool. Thanks for you know. And if you guys don't know, I do a a podcast with Jason from the Heavy Metal Wasteland. It's called the Mudhorn Podcast, and it is talking about Star Wars stuff. Although in episode five, we did get a little off off kilter and talked about some other things. So. Anyway, um, Athena did put something out this week. Uh, it was a little bit longer than what I had hoped it to be, which is fine. 
because I love listening to both Athena and Jason's recommendations and reviews. Uh, but she will be back next week with her heavy metal mischief. Her metal mischief from the heavy metal bunker. Jesus. It's like I can't get it right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and check in with Inhuman Nature. This is Forgotten Tombs. Metalheads, I'm being joined from the United Kingdom this week with Chris from Inhuman Nature and Mercenary Press. Dude, you've been hey, like man, a, you've been a sponsor for the show for like a year and a half, and it's like we finally yeah. get to talk. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's good to good to actually have a, a chat with you. Well, not I was going to say in real life, I guess over well, <laughs> over the it, it's, virtual it's world. Yeah, real man. life is as it can be right now. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know we just you know we just are now getting out of COVID and people are yeah. going on tour again, so yeah, yeah. it might be in real life for me soon because I'm trying I'm saving my money to come over. Uh, ah, okay. By hopefully by the end of 2023. Oh fuck yeah, man! Yeah, I'll give you a tour around London. It's all good. You put me down for that. 
Hell yeah. You have to take me to all like the the cool places. Like you know, I'm I'm a foodie also, so like uh, right. I like like trying other other cuisine and stuff like that too. So all right, man. Hey. I mean, on um, when we had sadistic force over a couple of weeks ago, we took James to get uh, jellied eels, and uh, it seemed. I mean, I don't eat it; it looks fucking disgusting. But um, he seems to really like it, so I can do the same for you if he, that's what you're interested uh, in. That doesn't sound good to me, but no. uh, he's from Texas, <laughs> and Texans are crazy, and they will do anything. Yeah, I know that absolutely. For a fact. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shout huge shout out to uh, James and Sadistic Force. They're super rad people. Yeah, man. So yeah, you really, all were really on. Cool. So you all were on tour with them here a few weeks ago. You all did what? Um, wasn't it six or seven days or something, or was it longer than that? How how many was it? So they so they did like eleven shows. Um, I think they did they did like five or six of their own shows in a band from Scotland called Venom. Venom. Um, Venom Wolf, yeah. For, I, I keep I keep going to say Venom Prison, but it's Venom Wolf who um, who who supported them, and then they joined up with Inhuman Nature for the last for five shows, um, where we did Birmingham, Norwich. We went up to Scotland for two shows, and then we played Leeds. And then on their last day of the tour, they supported Midnight in Bristol, which was very awesome. Hell yeah! The, yeah. I mean, couldn't get much better than that. You said you played Birmingham, which yeah obviously two of the biggest metal bands in the world are from yeah 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 fuck yeah i mean how is that scene there with you know living up to the lineage of judas priest and black sabbath i mean the show was really good it was it was a cool show and we were competing with like a huge metal festival here called download um we're like where like kiss and maiden were headlining it's like you know like the biggest sort of metal fest that we have um so we were kind of competing with that but you know it was, it was still a good show um this like this famous german comedian came to the show i think his name's henning henning vey he's like he's super famous but i was the only person that didn't know who he was but he was in he was in the pit like at the front and i just thought he was like a regular dude but apparently he's on the tv and stuff so that was cool um but yeah it, it's super cool and you know shows there's always gigs going on in birmingham like there's always good metal shows there as well yes yeah, just always always really rad absolutely and it and you know aside from the fact of black sabbath and priest being from there as well yeah, yeah. It, it's it's working class people and yeah. working class people tend to be more metalheads i think yeah i think so i think you do get that like in in the kind of smaller like towns i mean obviously london has like a huge um metal scene and and you know you have like there's obviously a big working class um thing here as well as as well as like not i guess um but yeah I, yeah i think I, I know what you mean yeah for sure definitely so you you mentioned download fest y'all were competing with that and yeah, yeah. obviously they've for years have brought like 70 80 100,000 people it seems like yeah like consecutively now that was what once was donington right yeah yeah it was yeah awesome so yeah i mean Anybody out there who doesn't doesn't know, look up the uh, Metallica picture from like nineteen eighty four or five when they played it, and you see like a sea of fucking people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, and so much yeah, trash on the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's um, there's a really good um, you might have heard of it. It's just, there's a film called Bad News. It's kind of like British Final Tap. Oh yeah, um, 
yeah you should check that out there's like two of them the second one is they're like a fake metal band and they play they play at um monsters of rock at donnington and get like fucking shit thrown at them and stuff like that it's really good just check it out <laughs> Any, anyone who like i think if you like um if you like spinal tap you're really you'll like it if you get the kind of british humor side of it right the, uh okay the comic strip presents bad news. that's it yeah yeah it's really good is it like a newer film no, it's like super. It's super old. Like I guess it, it probably came out in, old, yeah. in in the eighties, maybe. Um, it's probably like a direct. I don't know. I guess it was like after Spinal Tap, so it must have been like a direct result of that. But um, but it's funny talking about Spinal Tap when um. So we had Sadistic Force play. There. They did two shows in London recently, so I booked I booked both of them, uh, and we did a show in Camden, which is kind of like the place you would go to do a metal show like if, i guess if you've never been to the uk before if you or if you wanted to play um and i went for dinner around the corner and uh michael mckean who's uh david st hobbins yeah. in a uh, spinal tap came into the pizza place i was eating and i just saw him coming through the window and i was just like fuck is that dude and then uh <laughs> apparently they're doing a sequel so i guess he's in town to do that yes well. yeah they they they've talked about doing a sequel to mm. this is spinal tap and it and yeah it, that's so cool to me because like i obviously you know i'm a huge fan of it yeah yeah and, and a few years ago pre-pandemic i got to catch a screening of it at, at a theater here in louisville kentucky and i was just like holy yeah. shit this is so cool to see it on the nice. on the big screen you know and it's and the jokes still hit really well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still funny, and like you know, even if you're like, yeah, you know, smaller bands and bigger, you still you identify with like the weirdness of it. Oh, in for a way. sure. The, you know, like just, getting lost backstage and stuff. Right, the, getting lost backstage when it's applicable, just or you know the 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 crazy stuff that happens where yeah. you know where uh, the possessive girlfriend comes in and is like yeah yeah want to do signs of the zodiac <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though and yeah man and i really hope everybody gets gets on board with it like rob reiner included so that would that yeah would yeah awesome. i hope so yeah that'd be, that'd be amazing hey let me tell you guys about mercenary press They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy. And they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats. They're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. 
Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So let's go ahead and talk about Inhuman Nature. Okay. What is going on with you guys all of a sudden, you know, because you all from around 2017 is the formation, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you've you've had some pretty steady releases. You had the, f- the first full length in 2019. You've yeah. done a split and an EP. So what's, yeah. what's coming up for you guys? Um, I mean, well, we're kind of like winding down. I, like the first half of this year has been has been so busy. Um, I think we've already done like three tours so far. Um, so we're going to kind of like wind down to do album two. That's like the next thing. So that hopefully next year, that's when people will get that. But that that's like kind of the main priority for us is doing that. Because yeah, like you know, two. I mean, we wrote that album in 2018 and it came out in 19. It just seems like a you know a fucking age of age ago you know so right. we want to want to do the new stuff um so that, that's kind of the main thing but yeah like we had that new ep come out um earlier this year in february like under the boot which we did on church road that's really that's really cool that's kind of the direction we're sort of heading in um and um we've got we've got a few shows coming up like we're playing with chromax next week which would be awesome um we're playing with them in camden which would be, which would be cool and then we've got bloodstock coming up um, which is really, really cool playing the same day as like Testament and Exodus and I Hate God and Discharge and a fucking bunch of other really cool bands. Um, but yeah, but then uh, we do, we got like one, we got some dates, like another tour coming up that, that hasn't been announced yet um, for later on in the year, but that that's really going to be it. Like, and then it, yeah, it's just really knuckling down and doing an album too. We've got some demos like, in the works and, and that sort of thing. So we're just going to, gonna get together and and do that man and that's it and then plot out next year and hopefully album tours maybe a u.s tour and see how we go hell yeah u.s tour would be amazing now yeah you all have re-released the first album correct you released it did you release it with the the live at the dev show also uh yeah yeah well um it's kind of a well, it's not even like a weird story. Um, so yeah, so as the album came out on vinyl, um, we've pressed it ourselves on um, CD like ages ago. I did a tape release for it on Mercenary Press. And then a label in Brazil called Marquee Records um, wanted to re-release it on, CV, on CD. Um, but COVID kind of slowed it down and stuff like that. So it only came out like this year. And um, they just kind of stuck... Um, the live stuff on there without really telling us oh wow um yeah it was i think it was kind of like an accident like and um you know but it's kind of like a cool thing to have because um so we've been bringing that out to shows and like selling that because we do have another we had a canadian release as well um world war world war now records um they did a really nice slate like, version of the album without that so we've kind of like been holding that back and bringing the one with both albums on it to kind of sell it shows um so yeah it's had like four different re-releases we haven't done a vinyl re-release like people do ask us about it but not really sure if we're gonna do it yet or not for sure and and with the the press time on vinyl these days that's the insane part of it i mean yeah you you could do it you could say yes we're gonna do this and be waiting another year for it well that's true but you but recently so i mean deviating from inhuman nature but obviously 
Mercenary Press did alongside um, with Postmortem Apocalypse, who are based in Wichita, um, we did the Sadistic Force LP, and that took um, six to eight weeks. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it was printed at the exact same factory in Czech, in the Czech Republic where everyone else has their records <laughs> well that's printed. even better then there was it was pretty it was weird but the only catch for me is like the deal was like you had to have a random color which I was like all right that could be risky but it came out in this like really nice gray marble which is which is super sick and um and it had to be shipped to America first like there was no way that I could get it even though like I'm, I'm way closer so then I had to ship 90 records back to UK but it cost me like an extra hundred dollars oh wow or something like that on top so it did drive it drove like the cost price up by like for each record by a couple of pounds but you, yeah we got it done in six to eight weeks and you know same factory like all that shit so I'm kind of like I'm dubious as to why other places can't get it done you know what i mean i think it was a canadian broker that we used so it was phil who does post more apocalypse so he arranged it all and i just like paid him and um yeah it was done super quick so i don't really know like what the deal is with places that are taking a year like i was looking into doing an, a vinyl release for on for another band on mercenary press and it was like yeah nine months and so it's pretty crazy it, it is it's absolutely crazy and here in kentucky we have a small run uh vinyl press okay cool uh called palomino records now that i've right. said their name on here they're gonna get slammed busy and they're already a year out even so oh fuck. and and it's like a crew of like two or three people yeah okay and they put out amazing quality stuff and yeah again it just it takes so much because not only is it the the time can the time consuming process of pressing mm. vinyl but it's also yeah. a supply chain issue and everywhere is running into that mm. so i mean it's so, it's a funny thing isn't it because like it's it's annoying if you run a label or you're in a band because you have to plan like a year ahead but then is it on on the other side of that you know like a double-edged sword is it really cool that vinyl is so popular you know what i mean and maybe there just needs to be more like vinyl plants or something like that but then you know, if that happens, will will the trend of it die down? So it's hard to sort of see where it's going. I mean, I think it's cool that there's so many people pressing vinyl. Although I know a lot of the holdups are because, like, you know, fucking Fleetwood Mac is getting repressed a million times, or or, or whatever. You know, like these big right. big bands, which which I'm you know I'm, I'm fine with Fleetwood Mac. You know, maybe it's more like the kind of shitty like pop stuff that is that is getting pressed and that that's kind of getting in the way of the smaller labels but you know maybe it is maybe it's kind of a good thing that vinyl's really coming back because it's cool maybe but maybe on the other side of it there's you know there's all these issues that are making it shit so i, I don't know where i sit with it i'm right, like, right i'm conflicted with it you know well and i think you're 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 right with the fact of you know the the cool the cool thing is that vinyl has come back and is yeah. in such demand right now but the yeah. thing too with you like you said but they're also pressing another million copies of rumors and <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and it, it's one of those things it's like you can either buy it for $15 used like in mint condition yeah. or you can buy it for yeah. $20 and a repress of new <laughs> yeah exactly you know what i mean and i feel like you know i mean i i mean i have that album on vinyl you know and, and it's great um but i probably bought it second hand in like one of the shops in town i feel like those old records yeah yeah do you really need to, like the remastered version of it or whatever is probably not going to be as good as like the old secondhand version that you can get 100 so it's like you know what's the point but anyway you know but then it's cool if like if 
people that didn't have vinyl before so i've collected vinyl for i don't know man since i was like 18 or something like that i'm 30 i just turned 35 but if you're like a new person who's getting into it you know maybe that's kind of cool to go buy like the new version of it and then you might explore like other things i don't know like who well, knows well, <laughs> is, is weeks- it good is it bad i don't know a few weeks back, I was talking with Hellwolf from Black Knife, and mm. we had mentioned the thing of he he loves Tom Jones records. I listened to this interview just before I before <laughs> I came on the phone. So you, you know exactly just, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about finding a dollar copy of something that the yeah. the jacket is in a, in great condition, but the the, yeah. the disc sucks. And then finding yeah. another dollar or two dollar copy of something where the jacket sucks and the disc is in great shape. Yeah, yeah. Like um, that's the no, fun exactly. part for me. Yeah, I bought. Um, I went out. So it's my birthday last weekend. So I normally go and do a little record record shop in London, and um, I, I'm on the lookout for those like the solo Kiss records, like that come with the insert like poster where they yeah. all go together. And I've been looking for the Paul Stanley one for a long time. That's like my favorite one. And and I found they had two copies of it in in the shop, and I've never seen it in real life before. Um, and I had one without the poster and I had one with the poster, which annoyingly was added 10 pounds value to the record, but that was in perfect condition and the record was in perfect condition, but the jacket was a little bit like fucked up and I was like, oh, like I'll go for it, man. You know what I mean? And then rather than going for the other one, but, um, yeah, you know, it's cool. Like I like, and I also like, even when I'm at home, I, I collect vinyl a lot and I never put my um records into jackets or anything like that so i kind of like that they get a bit dinged up you know they're kind of like books maybe like i don't right. care if the jacket is dinged or whatever like as long as the record is fine i don't really care you know absolutely and and on my band's most recent release which is 2019 on our cd artwork we added you know distress to it already mm. so it looks awesome. like a it looks like a vinyl jacket that has been dinged up so oh, awesome. you might as well, you know, start the process as soon as you get it, right? Exactly, man. Yeah, <laughs> this, just get it get it straight in there, yeah. For sure. So what's coming up next with Mercenary Press? Um well we just did I just well I say we I always say we as if like there's more people that do it, but it, it is just me. Um I, I mean although my girlfriend my my girlfriend Izzy does help with all the layouts and like the zine and, and stuff like that because she actually knows how to use photoshop and dude i have no idea about that sort of thing um so i guess it's kind of a we but running the label it is just me so i I just did the um iron tomb um first first ep vile retribution um and that's doing like super well they're from birmingham the home of heavy metal um you know channeling that fucking bolt thrower energy um that's really good and i met them they came to the birmingham show with sadistic force it was nice to meet those guys um so i just did that i've got two other um got an ep like slash demo that's going to come out um hopefully in august um that i'm working on it's a little bit different it's more in the black metal spectrum um and then another album to release um which may or may not come out on vinyl we're sort of plotting that out at the moment and deciding how to do that um and i'm also moving moving back into um sort of doing another like a a book release for someone um which is going to be really cool like a short story sort of like a rock and roll story that i think a lot of people would sort of identify with maybe not americans because it's kind of very centered around camden so i feel like you have to be from from camden (laughs) to really get the story um 
because mercenary press was kind of like it was you know obviously we do zines i can obviously i know you've you've picked up the zines thank you very much very much um you know i i do want to like obviously as much as i love putting out like music i, I do want to like i did want to do like books and eventually do like horror stories and and little um and more and obviously more zines and stuff like that as well so i'm, I'm still keeping keeping that in keeping that in my world as well you know um but that's kind of it like it's been it's gotten really busy recently obviously like i booked the sadistic force tour and drove those guys that that kept me busy for a while i'm still doing the distro um i did i distro all of pagan altars merch in the uk at the moment which uh you know obviously they're like um such a, an amazing like you know fucking cult status band that selling their merch does keep me quite busy as well as doing obviously doing my my regular jobs as well so yeah it's picking up as well you know it's nice to have a few releases in the pipeline um but it's kind of it, it feels like it's because sadistic force um haven't had a release out since earlier this year and they're, they're like giving me a break from releasing their stuff right for a while because that's that's all i put out for the last year was sadistic force i did their did their first two eps in, in one go then did their album um on cd and tape then did it on vinyl then i did their split like immediately after and now they're i think they're having a little they're having a little writing break so it's given me some space to actually work with some some more bands which is which is which is cool you know i'm sure i'm sure we'll do more stuff for them in the future definitely and yeah they've been super busy the last two years yeah even yeah, even yeah. Through covid you know they built a crazy amount of buzz over yeah over instagram and and facebook and such so yeah always looking forward to more stuff from them welcome to the night you think you know night demon then the night demon heavy metal podcast is for you step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon we're talking band history song analysis studio anecdotes stories from the road it's everything a diehard night demon fan could want and more this is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine. A treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had 
a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. And Yeah, yeah. And, that, and I want to hit on that what you said a second ago about it's mercenary press. It's not mercenary records. It's mm. it's press. It's everything. Like I said, the zines, you know, yeah. publishing, publishing in general, not just music. Yeah. And I do want to yeah, hit yeah. on the zine. And issue one was great. Okay, yeah. it was it. You know, the the half size type zine. You know, mm-hmm. fold in the middle, total DIY. Yeah. But when I received issue number two. Mm. I was blown the fuck away. No, oh, thanks, man. Because just the quality of it was mm. insane. And yeah. honestly, to get it shipped to America, it's like, I don't mind paying the premium to do that because yeah, yeah. of the quality. The quality is, no, thanks, you know, man. with it being a bound edition. Yeah. That, and I mean, and there's a ton of zines out there. There's some of them that, you know, you, you work with what you have, which is total what you're supposed to do with a zine, you know, and it's just like this, hell yes, a million percent knocked it out of the park kind of thing. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, yeah, I was really, really happy with how, how it came out. And I think, you know, I, I've been a big fan of like zines, you know, since I was, well, like a teenager, you know, as soon as, pretty much, as soon as I feel like as soon as you introduce like hardcore and punk in a, in a, in a more DIY sense, you're automatically introduced to zines. Um, and I, and I really, really love, I love that. Like I've, I've definitely done some, like, just like printing off them, printing off, you know, paper at home and, and doing it that way. Like we did an inhuman nature zine that way, but like, it is nice when you receive something that, you know, like you were saying, like when it's bound, and it's more of like a tangible thing that you can like put in your bookshelf maybe. So I think that's why, that's why I wanted to go with it. Um, but you know, I was kind of like, you know, I did all the interviews, I got all the content for it. Um, but yeah, it really was, really was like my, my girlfriend Izzy, who's like actually helps me put it together um, with me kind of like directing in a way, I guess what, what I wanted and, and stuff like that. Cause she actually knows how to work a computer properly. Um, <laughs> You know, which which is really really cool that that she helps me out of it, and she did. And in the second scene, she did write a feature for it as well, which is all about um, the mall that they use in Chopping Mall and Eric's Revenge, um, which was which was really good. Um, so so I like having like fucking nerdy shit like that in there as well. But yeah, I was super happy with it. I'm working on the third scene at the moment, um, and it is shaping up to probably be like double the size of that the one you got like number two which is a bit which is a bit overwhelming at the moment but i've got i've been so busy recently that's awesome like, though yeah so there's loads of interviews lined up for it that i need to like finalize all the questions for and and get sent off and, and then just start working on it um so yeah man we'll see i mean hopefully i get it out for like october this year because i guess like the second one came out earlier this year i think so I can get maybe the second one for for October this year, and as long as I get all the stuff done for it, yeah. But you know, yes, it's just a lot, man. But um, yeah, I'm super into it. 
Hell yeah, absolutely. Dude, mm. that, that's an awesome deal with the, you know, twice the size of issue number two. It's, you know, more yeah. power for your fucking money at that point. And yeah, yeah. Because issue two is already pretty stout as it is. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like I need to like, it's, it's an interesting experience doing it because like, it's kind of every, every time you do the zines, you're kind of learning because you can't exactly like, if, if, if you're not happy with it, you can't, it's really expensive to go get it reprinted. Although actually printing, printing the zines isn't, isn't like as pricey as, as you'd think. Um, and I, and I do use like a proper, you know, proper printing place. Um, but I felt like the paper was maybe like a little bit too thick inside right. so you, like i don't know if you thought that like you have to you do have to really like bend it open so maybe on the next scene especially if it's going to be like almost double the size i'll use like thinner paper and like see how that goes so you it's kind of cool to always be experimenting with that sort of thing i feel like having a nice fit cover is really cool but yeah maybe like thinner paper or or something like that would yeah be cool. absolutely i think that would be great yeah. and and even still like with the thick cover like that that this one already has like the thick cardstock cover mm. it makes it feel like it's a hard bound zine which is awesome yeah 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 exactly no absolutely i mean and um i think we're gonna with the book release i'm hopefully gonna get out this year i'm having a meeting um with the guy who's wrote it like this weekend just to just sort of finalize it and um you know we're gonna work out like try to try to get it to, I, I don't know if you, i mean i guess you you might have you probably have, obviously do have these in america like you know there's kind of like um oh, how do you describe it I guess it's like pulp fiction you know like where you get like the really like super thin paper like like really small books with like short stories in it stuff like that like we want to go for that sort of vibe like nothing like too fancy looking um so my that kind of like grainy recycled sort of like paper like almost gray like sort of thing like maybe going with that but you know it's just all about experimenting with it all and you know that's all really fun fun stuff to do oh for sure and and that's what a lot of zines that like i've got I've received zines from like Brazil and, you know, places that you would think economically are, are somewhat disadvantaged, I guess, yeah. is the is the most delicate way you could say something like that. But like yeah, total, yeah. totally like um, getting stuff on recycled newspaper type stuff, which is, yeah, which okay. is so rad, you know, because like yeah. I said, you work with what you have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, I got a piece of advice one time from an ex of mine who said, uh, I always sit there and said, you know, I wanted to be a filmmaker, but I could never, you know, afford a good camera to do it. Mm. And she told me, she was like, you know, you will do with whatever you have, you know, don't mm. let the limit of technology stop yeah. you from what you want to do. You know, if you have mm. to get a, a VHS camera to, yeah. to film your, your movie, yeah. do, do it. Because you yeah know, yeah yeah because you, you don't be bound by the the dollar sign I guess yeah well you you must have seen that movie uh, American movie right? of course I have I yeah. love it perfect example man you know and, he just fucking went for it and now look you know and obviously that movie hasn't really the movie that he did was it uh, I, lo I love that he calls it Coven Coven um, Co um it's you know Coven. like yeah exactly well, that rhymes so. with oven that can't be right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, no, it's Coven. Coven. Um, yeah, like, my girlfriend introduced me to that that movie. It's amazing, man. But yeah, like, he just went for it. And, and you know, even though no no one's, he's not winning an award for, for Coven or anything, but, like, 
kind of look what happened to him you know with the actual documentary about which is amazing oh of you know and, and he just he just totally went for it as well and um uh, what did i get recently for the distro um i got this movie called blood blood sick psychosis and it's it's out on vhs it's shot on vhs so i got vhs copies um which i think i've got like one left maybe and i got and it's on blu-ray as well and um yeah these i think the, the idea was obviously to shoot it on vhs but you know so it's super grainy it's really low budget and it's got like sadistic force on the soundtrack devil master and, and a bunch of other bands um yeah they just went for it man and, and it's cool i feel like you know you, you just yeah like you said you just got to use what you've got and um that's the that's the uh the diy way you know for sure if you want to, if you if you don't have a budget to make a zine like you know if you work in an office do just just use the printer like you know <laughs> right. it's fine like you know whatever like i've definitely i mean hopefully no one from my work hears this but like whenever i have to like print flyers off or whatever it's like you know there's a printer yep. right next to me i'm just guilty of that myself <laughs> yeah exactly like you know you gotta do what you gotta do and i think that's fine you know and it's cool and then and you pick up from you pick up from there and you know it's interesting that the dude from um uh black knife was saying you know people these days are right i'll go are trying to do you know we have access to this technology but you're kind of we're all trying to dumb down what we're doing and make it look grainy and and messy and you know look like it's from the 90s or the 80s or whatever yeah. so you know just yeah just use what you got man it's fine like the first um that i did a zine an inhuman nature zine and we just printed it on like this handed down printer that i that i think i had at my parents house for almost 10 years or something and we just printed it on that and it was fine man definitely then that's what it's yeah. all about right there Exactly. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no f***ing man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio.
Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and break off and get into the new and improved general profile questions for you, Chris. All right, man. And like I said before, uh, and I'll go ahead and, and announce it in the show here, is I've got 100 new questions, and we're limiting the questions Damn. so you don't hear the same question two weeks in a row. All right, that's cool. So first I'm question, what celebrity do you think is a positive role model for kids today? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, oh shit! You're gonna have to edit loads of this out because I'm just gonna be um and ahhing. And like like a big celebrity, like which I have very little knowledge of. I don't know, man. That's a rough one. That is a rough one. Who like my? I try to steer away from celebrity culture as much as possible. Who do I like? I don't know, man. Henry Rollins, maybe. That's like I don't know if that's an obvious one or not. I mean, he, I, he's influenced me over the years. I think he's cool. I think he's like, even though he's kind of like a solitary kind of, I don't want to say a weirdo, but maybe kind of a weirdo. Um, he, well, yeah, he's a good influence. Yeah, he tra- You know what? I think he is. A, he, write, he writes a lot of cool books. He's influenced me to read uh, over the years, read a lot of books through that he's recommended through his books. Um, he travels all the time. And he's not afraid to go to different places and meet different people. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Henry Rollins. I That's think. a great answer. And yeah. I recently watched something about him where mm-hmm. you know he was going to he was working and he was going to a show and somebody had asked him, it's like you should hit these people up. And maybe they, you know, maybe they'll have you come on board. And, you know, it was like Black Flag. Yeah, and, right. And and that and he hit them up and they were like, yeah, sure. Come on up and, and you know, sing with us. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then they didn't look back or some shit. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. And he and from that moment, he'd been he's been like a ridiculous advocate for, you know, doing what you want to do. Yeah. You know, by, absolutely. You know, and and he's and he's totally humble about it too, which is yeah, yeah, which is totally cool. There's a really good um, there's a video on YouTube where he's talking about like take like taking chances that come your way. Um, so I actually so my my real job is as a career I'm a careers advisor. Um, I'm actually just sitting in the office alone right now. Um, and I actually use one of his videos in one of my sessions. I actually have it at the end. And he's talking about like how you should take chances like when they when they come to you. And, and he explains that whole story and like being in Black Flag and thinking about how like, you know, he's in this band, but he has to like think ahead and, and have like other things to do, like have like plans like B, C and D or whatever. And that's why he starts like the printing press and does like talking shows and stuff like that. And it's really cool, man. I mean, you know, I know Henry Rollins, not everyone's cup of tea, but, um, but his, I love seeing not, his life of, you know, just his knowledge. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And that's a, yeah. that's a great answer. And yeah, where we were talking about documentaries and stuff earlier and stuff. So anybody out in metal forge land needs to check out American hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely awesome. Yeah. What is the last thing that you that you done that you were really proud of? Oh, fuck! That is a hard one. That's like something I ask my like people that I give careers advice to or some shit. Um, what is the last thing I did? I mean, you know what? Like, I booked uh, Sadistic Forces UK tour and it was really successful. 
So, and I've never booked a band, I've never booked a tour for another band other than my own. Um, so it was quite anxiety inducing. Um, even even to the point where when they arrived, I was almost talking down the first show, uh, which was going to be in this town, Hastings, which is down south in England. Uh, it's where both guitarists and in human nature are from. And they always say like that, you know, metal shows are, aren't really happening there at the minute. But we had to book it last minute. And um, the show was great. And then all all the shows from that from that day, the whole tour was was awesome. Um, even like, you know, Monday night um, was great during the show. We played a show in Nottingham with them. So, yeah, I think that's the, the last thing I was proud of. Hell yeah. And you know what? I book shows here in Louisville. And I will just, I will second that as well, that there is nothing better than, not even just when you're playing, because when you, when, when you play in a band and mm. you get, you get the satisfaction of a good show when you play. Yeah. But, but when you promote shows and book shows and you get the satisfaction for the other bands playing the show. Yeah. That like, wow. You know, Sadistic Force came here. We booked this show with them, and it went so great after the fact yeah. that there, it's almost immeasurable. And it, and to me, it puts me on another level. Yeah, yeah, at, absolutely. Than, than being just a musician, you know, just being in a band on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like yeah, it was awesome. Like, all the shows really well attended. Um, the the first London show they did was like fucking crazy um in a really small dive bar in in camden but there's like you know more than 100 people watching them and like people like yeah, i think even even the dude that's working behind the bar started moshing like awesome. midway through their set Hell and um yeah. yeah it's really cool man and even like yeah we we did a show in edinburgh together within human nature and, and that was packed out and like fucking at the end of their set like jose like their drummer was like crowd surfing and, <laughs> and stuff like that like it was pretty bonkers that's great it's really cool that- good to see Fuck yeah, super rad. Uh, which magazine would you like to be on the cover of? Oh my god. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, if I had to choose, Mercenary I mean, I'd, I'd probably go. I probably, I pro- yeah, Mercenary Press. I see <laughs> myself on there. Just a picture of me. The, ne- the next Mercenary Press cover for, um, for fucking the third issue is is just me on the front, <laughs> just, just yes. sitting there. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, you know what? Like, even though, like. I, I never, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sound like a dick and put myself in a weird spot in case anyone hears it. But like a lot, a lot of like the music magazines, like I don't read them anymore, but I read them as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kerrang! Kerrang! is kind of the one in the UK. Like I feel like everyone, you know, if you're a, a young grunger, as we, as we would call ourselves, that's probably the magazine that you, that you read as a kid. So, you know, being on the cover of that would be, would be pretty crazy if it ever happened i mean obviously we've been featured in it and and there's metal hammer as well which is a really good a good magazine over here as well so yeah maybe kerrang like if i if i had to choose hell yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say something ridiculous like gq or some shit just, <laughs> just, just me on the front in like my fucking denim vest and that that's like the new thing right and like you want to look like build an empire this guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe something ridiculous like that. But yeah, I'll go with Kerrang for the for the obvious ones. <laughs> Hell yeah. But I mean, Kerrang's respectable though for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, there's a dude, there's a guy that works for Kerrang. I think he I don't know I don't know exactly what he does. I think he's an editor or he he reviews a lot of bands and he was stage diving for us at a show we did recently, so that was kind of cool. Like 
It's pretty, it's pretty bonkers. Nice. There's, there's some photo evidence of that. That's, that's kind of nice. That's awesome. If you could try out a job for one day just to see if you like it, what job would you choose? Oh, my God. Uh, any, any job ever that's ever existed. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. Being the, being the singer of Iron Maiden or something like that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So hey, ridiculous. You, hey, you might get that chance. You never know, man. I mean, is it within the realms of possibility? It is Maybe. now. You never know. I mean, Bruce yeah, recently said that he's wanting to step back. Oh, for real. All right. Yeah, so Fair you might get me, that chance. Go. Yeah, I don't know if I can hit those high notes. I mean, I'm not like... I like I do like Iron Maiden. Um, I was just thinking what would be a ridiculous job to do, but, you know... Yeah, what a crazy singer! Like when you really think of, when you really think about it, like he's got such a crazy voice. Oh yeah, um, you know, um, yeah, maybe maybe something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be cool, especially if you took on all of his duties in in the band, like you know, flying flying like them flying around, the plane, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a mad guy! Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Go on, we'll go with that. Definitely. What is the most important thing you carry with you at all times? Oh. I don't carry so I don't carry it with me at all times, um, but I do carry it with me on tour and when we play. Um, so, so my my granddad passed away last year, and um, he inherit I inherited like a, a pocket knife from him, and I always bring it away with me on tour as like a little good luck charm and have it on stage and stuff like that. So that's probably that's quite an important thing to me. Um, I mean, anything else I carry with me is is really unimportant like i don't know just like a phone or, or whatever you know so I, th- I think maybe that i don't have it with me at all times but yeah i have it with me on tour and and playing shows and stuff like that definitely and yeah it's a little bit close it's a close to home thing for sure yeah yeah exactly i mean so like when i was like a little kid like um i'd always like see it and i'd be like oh you know like i want to i want to get that one day and he was like oh you know you can have it when i <laughs> it's kind of bleak but he was like yeah when i die you can have it right and then um and then yeah you know he did and um now it's mine <laughs> so Definitely. i carry around and it and it's actually it's not like it's not like big or anything it's just like a little um swiss army knife that he used to have for work um it's very handy if you get a fresh box of merch delivered to a show and you need to cut through the tape like it's, it's very handy so it's, you know it's all good it's Hell actually yeah. quite because that's what it's a good it's thing about. to have have around yeah Definitely. So, Chris, I have one more question, but before okay. we get into that today, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? Um, yeah, man. You know, shout-out to Sadistic Force for for booking booking some flights and coming to the UK. That's a that's a bold move to make, I would say. You know, it's, it's a risky move, um, but they were willing to take it, and it, and it, and it worked out for the best. That was really good. Um, shout out to my, my girlfriend, Izzy, who like helps me with all the label stuff, um, for, for very, very low wages, I would, I would say. Um, but you know, she might, she might have to negotiate a, a better, better pay structure for her <laughs> helping me move forward. Um, and yeah, shout out to my, my, my dudes in, in human nature, all the rest of the band for putting up with me, me every, every week. I'm like, yo, let's go and do this thing and just making them fucking up making their lives go into upheaval and getting them getting them to go and do shit all the time but yeah man and obviously shout out to you for for having me on man well definitely and thank you and 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 shout out to all those people as well because hell yeah because for one in human nature fucking awesome music 
It, as nice we man. as we've heard one song already, we're going to hear another one here in just a minute. Uh, awesome. And awesome, sadistic force. Those guys, great people. I loved having them on. Need to have them on again for a new episode, new reforged episode with those guys. Yeah, man. And as always, links will be listed below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp pages, buy the merch, get get stuff shipped to you because he does. If you're in the United States, he ships to the United States. A oh, lot yeah. of people don't do that because it costs so yeah, fucking man. much. So definitely. Yeah. And thank you so much. No, you're welcome, man. No, it's my pleasure. This is awesome. So final question of the day. Okay. What is something in life that you really have an appreciation for that most people don't? Oh, damn. Um oh fuck. Maybe like the Anvil documentary, maybe. Like I know a lot of people probably like that, but I really love that movie i don't know is that a good answer i don't know i think that's a great answer and of course i had lips on the show i know yeah and i I yeah and in a few weeks back i i actually got to open for them oh awesome man how was that it was amazing super down to earth nice great people on that on that whole tour not just with anvil but like midnight hellion white wizard yeah, super good, super good people, and and just like Lips and Rob and Chris, so nice. I mean, Rob nice. and I, Rob and I and Chris talked outside in, in a ninety degree Fahrenheit, by the way. So, oh damn, <laughs> um, which is probably about forty five Celsius, I believe. Um, nice. So it's kind of kind of hot, and so we had talked outside the show for maybe an hour before they went on stage and oh, awesome, just, man. just super down to earth. Awesome people. So yeah, having, awesome. having an appreciation for them for from, from that is definitely a, a great answer. Yeah. It remind it just, it does remind me of like, obviously, yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure you know the movie really well, but yeah, some of the, like, just some of the stuff that happens to them is like, it does resonate with me a lot. Like some of the weird, the weird shit that happens to them. You know, I've been, I've been playing in bands since I was like 18 years old and gone on tour, done, done DIY tours in Europe that haven't always gone, gone to plan and, and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, you do really feel it. You do feel it for them. Um, I think they're coming over here like pretty soon actually. So I, I really need to start sending some like annoying emails to promoters and begging them to put us on the shows and Definitely. see what happens but that would be awesome yeah that's kind of like out of like all the bands that like i'd love to play with i think anvil is the one where i'm like i really want to like i'd love to like support them sometime i think that'd be awesome oh and, and like i said super great people they they yeah. totally stuck around you know they watch and it, it was totally awesome awesome and, man. And, you, and you're right being you know doing those diy tours and stuff and yeah. it's like Anytime you you have to do it on your own, there is always mm. there is always a moment of you know, hey, is, are you sure Spinal Tap's not a true story? You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and because uh, of that, and it's you just you just got to look at it, take it with yeah. a grain of salt, and say, well, this happened today. We're gonna yeah, be exactly, we're man. gonna be here tomorrow. Might not happen yeah, then, so. Exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. I got lost in a venue in Oslo recently. Like, I was trying to leave. I had to go catch a flight. And, um, yeah, I couldn't find my way out for ages. It was a huge, like a huge, huge building. 
with like loads of stair loads of crazy staircases it looked like one of those paintings with like the rat the like the, the staircases all over the place it was, oh my it was bonkers that's yeah crazy. and i was just like and then in the end i came out of a doorway that i had like I didn't understand how I got there, but yeah, you know, I was fine in the end. But yeah, it's just bonkers, man. So yeah, that stuff does happen. Definitely, you know, just get getting lost in buildings and stuff. Yeah. See, luckily enough, you know, knock on wood, I haven't had that happen yet. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess for me, I'm I, I'm like ridiculous because of that scene in the film. I yeah. am like ridiculously attentive to detail. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. So I, I, I made this left. I made this left and I made this right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, backtrack. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, man. It might, my mind doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, I just get lost all the time. Understandable. Forget where I'm at. Understandable. Chris, thank you so much for coming into the metal forge this week. It has been awesome. Oh, and you oh, know, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And keep up the awesome work with mercenary press and in human nature because yeah, it's man. all kicking ass and it seems like it's firing on all cylinders at this moment yeah yeah it's yeah it's keeping me very very busy which is uh you know it's tiring but it's a good problem to have so it's all good yeah i'm gonna keep at very much so and on the way out today from the inhuman nature album what do you want to play out uh from the album i mean let's go we'll go we'll roll with taste of steel that's the classic hell yeah you heard him this is Taste of Steel.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>